Welcome back, guys. We are in the zone. Episode 54 today. I am here with Aulino and Pinello. And uh, to start, we're actually going to talk about hoops today. Uh, talk about Kawhi and the gang and uh, all these fantasy great players. Um, to start it off, I just want to ask you guys, um, we're about two weeks now into the NBA season. There's been a little bit of a surprise. Uh, to Arguably, the one that stands out is Golden State just... Every star getting injured, uh, Steph Curry breaking his hand, D'Angelo Russell, I guess they're resting him or they're not playing him, uh, his groin, uh, Draymond's out. So Eric Paschal, step up to the plate, dropped 34 last night. Is it safe to say that this team is bottom five now for the rest of the season? Yeah, and I would continue that streak going, get that lottery pick. Because uh, Kevin Durant left, so why don't you just rebuild, rest everyone for the year, and come back next year and end up having a dynasty again. So if I'm Golden State, just let it roll for one year. And we're uh, definitely on pace for that, but there's just something about that team. I, I just can't count them out. <laughs> Not saying they're going to win again, but no way am I saying bottom five yet. Um, yeah, I'll say uh, I'll say bottom five in the West. I don't know about the whole NBA, but like that, the West is too good. We said that the league was a lot more competitive this year. Teams like the Pelicans are kind of getting better. Um, you know, the Suns are 5-1 and one to start. We could talk about them a little bit. The Clippers are great. The Lakers are great. I can name you at least eight unreal teams that are better than Golden State right now. Steph Curry, it really does suck because not only does Alino have him in fantasy, but I, I predicted that he would actually be the 2019 MVP winner, and uh, that was a... I guess I kind of jinxed it for him. I'm sorry, Steph. You're going to come back stronger than ever next year, and you're going to just do what you do. But two weeks in, any surprises so far? For just in general? Or? Like, like uh, I, we could talk about teams. We could talk about individual players. Okay, we kind of brought it up before. The Suns are like 5-1. and one. I know maybe two players on that team. So uh, Yeah, so... <laughs> The, well, last night they got the win, and Devin Booker, I think he dropped 40, and he got MVP chance ah, in the stadium. So like they're 5-1. and one. He's obviously their leader there. Do you really see Phoenix, though, as a playoff team? I feel like it's too good to be true. I don't see it. I think you just see this in sports. The first month or two of the season, there's a lot of parity. And, you know, it takes uh, a lot of teams to get going here. And then as you see the season progress, unfortunately, I think they'll slide down the standings. But it's nice to see right now. Yeah, probably ninth place is what they can shoot for. <laughs> I don't think they're making the playoffs, so just go in, be competitive, get some points, get some confidence for your younger guys, but I don't see them making the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs after this unreal start, when does Devin Booker look at himself and say, it's time to move on? Because we've seen it with Kemba Walker. We've seen it with all these loyal guys. They've you know they've been on a losing team for so long, and then they, they want to leave, so... Do you think this is the case for Devin Booker? Do you think he's up next to leave? I mean, when you look at the team around him, it's kind of hard to argue. It's basically a one-two with uh, him and Aiton. So I want to say no, just because it's really predictable to say, oh, he's not getting it over here, so let's just go to this super team. I really want to see uh, you know, a collection of guys stay in one city and you know, build, something, uh, build something amazing. And it would be to see that in Phoenix would be pretty cool because it's been a while. Yeah, I see him demanding a trade. <laughs> just to carry the theme of everyone else, he'll probably hold out a little bit, and they'll just ship him off somewhere, whoever has draft picks, and they'll be playing over there. Maybe. I don't know why. I don't know why. I feel like I have this feeling that Devin Booker will be a Chicago Bull. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Uh, once February comes... It's going to be Chicago Bull. Aren't, aren't they uh, towards the bottom of the standings right now? Yeah, but they have the pieces to to give. Like they have like a guy like a Levine. They have Markinen. So they're one of those teams. Then once the season goes on, they'll be fine. It's, it, I could see a trade happening where it's like, oh, Levine wants a new place. Booker <laughs> wants a new place. They're both around the same age. Just just do it. And, oh, and okay, Booker's a little better than Levine. We'll give you, I don't know, uh, either a first or an okay player like in, in return but yeah Devin Booker right now is averaging 26 five assists three boards not a lot of not a lot of rebounds you're gonna get from Devin Booker but you're definitely gonna get the threes he gets parity you know there's a lot of teams even like in in the NHL NFL there's teams that are good but they're not gonna they're not gonna stay at the top but 
Just want to talk about the Pelicans. They're one in five. They're at the bottom. But Brandon Ingram is looking like a junior Kevin Durant, and Josh Hart is balling out too. So realistically, I think the Pelicans in the long run, they won that trade. That's just <laughs> yeah. my opinion. But what are, you guys, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Brandon Ingram so far? He's averaging like 25. He's averaging, what, seven, uh, seven rebounds, four assists. He's eighth ranked in fantasy. So another what, player, what, is, yeah. what, is this guy's, what is this guy's limit? Like, what is this guy's ceiling? It's about time he finally gets that uh, <laughs> potential. He was a top draft pick, so I would hope he starts uh, getting some points now, producing for his team. Now he's on uh, a new start of the Pelicans. Basically, the Lakers, they're all played together, so they know how to... There's no growing pains and adjustments. They just run the same system. Different coach, and Zion still hasn't played there. So once he comes into the mix, you got Lonzo, J.J. Redick. This team, I think, is better off than Phoenix. I have them maybe uh, going for a playoff spot, maybe making it, maybe not, but I think this is going to be a grind for them all year. I'd realistically put them in. I think regardless of the start, too, the conference is... It's pretty wide open after the first, I don't know, maybe three or four spots. So um, they got all the young guys there. I think they're good to go going forwards, regardless of the, what was it, one and five you said? Yeah, like they, they've started off really bad, but like you could tell the chemistry's there. They're not really worried about wins and losses right now. They're just out there having fun. Yeah. I think that's what the problem is in L.A. a lot of the time. You look at the bright lights. D'Lo couldn't do it there. Ingram, I guess, couldn't do it there. He couldn't show his true, like all-star caliber skills so i guess now we're seeing it in a smaller market in new in new orleans and then of course Delo went to went to brooklyn and absolutely shattered it i thought if it wasn't siakam it was Delo for most improved player now he's in golden state barely playing which sucks but um that's what happens in sports injuries are unpredictable but i don't know guys like what are your thoughts we saw last week Embiid and towns get into a little bit of a scrap do you guys believe that these two centers are the best centers in the league? And what kind of message does this send to the league, seeing two absolute Goliaths and stars fighting each other on the court? To me, it's uh, it's not as big as an issue as everyone played it out to be. It's just two guys competing. To, like, you're in the NBA. You're making millions of dollars. Everyone. I don't think a punch was thrown, actually. Yeah, that, was was just, a, that was a little... Love fest. They lot. should suspend them just for having that kind of fight out there. <laughs> they <laughs> gave, uh, everyone locked up out there, but no yeah. one threw a punch. But I think it's just guys competing. Everyone wants the ball. Everyone wants to win. I didn't see a problem with it. I want to see more of that, honestly. Yeah, because, again, we talk about NHL and NFL. There's contact everywhere. If someone pokes you in the NBA, it's a foul. So Not saying, like, you got to go out there and, like, a bench brawl, but just, to, you know, get in someone's face. Let them know. Okay. You're not going to walk all over me. But that's that's the thing I didn't understand. It was like behind the play, like how it started. And then Simmons got in there and like choked him out. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, what the hell did Towns do? I saw, I'll never forget Towns on the ground and then with like a sleeper. He yeah, was like Simmons on top just of like, him. nah. Like, what a pose. And he was tapping. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, those are two first overall picks. <laughs> If that was hockey, that would have been jokes. Referees oh. wouldn't even go, yeah, carry on, boys, let's go. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, they it would not have phased them at all. Um, yeah, but I don't know, like, Towns, to me, is probably the best center in the league. Uh, Embiid is there, but he he's like a Kawhi Leonard. He plays, well, like 60 games a year. He doesn't play over 70, which sucks, but that's what happens when you're seven feet and, uh, you know, you ha- if you're playing basketball, your knees are going to give out eventually, so... But my, uh, my uh, question I have to ask you guys is, who do you guys think the best center in the league is right now? Because Drummond's balling, Jokic has been balling, Towns has been balling, Davis has been balling. If you guys had to pick one, who is it? I know it, putting you guys on the spot, I do it a lot, but let's throw out a name. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Davis because uh, mentioned how a lot of teams hot starts and it kind of throws you off. The Lakers are 5-1. and one. No one's really surprised. Him and Levy are doing everything you'd expect them to be doing. So I'm going to go with the easy pick there. I'll let you guys have fun with that. Yeah, probably points-wise, Davis, but uh, and health, because they're both injury-prone and bead, just because I know <laughs> like there's not going to be some stupid injury. Oh, his thumb, his knee, like at least in bead, okay, we can rest him where he won't get injured. But uh, probably Davis is a more reliable if you want to win something. I'm going to go off the board. I'm going with Cat. I'm going with Towns. I think he's uh, 
I think he's got the most offensive potential out of any center in the league. A lot of people say that Jokic, you know, with the assists and the triple doubles, that he's probably the best center in the league when you look at stats. Uh, you could even argue Davis. That guy gets blocks. He gets rebounds, points. He even shoots the three. But I don't know, man. This year I've seen Towns, and when Butler left, I guess Towns just got that confidence. I guess Butler was uh, holding him back a bit, and this year Towns, he runs the offense in Minnesota. I thought Wiggins would have a little bit more of a, of a role, but it's been all Towns, and yeah, he looks really terrifying. And I think out of all the centers I mentioned, him and Jokic are the only ones that play the full year. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of like 65, 70. So you could rely on Towns for 82 games. He's not the best leader. He's not like a Davis when you look at like leading a team or Jokic leading a team. But Towns, he's a, he's a, probably the youngest out of all of them. And I think he's got the highest ceiling. So. Is he the guy you build your team around? I think I'd probably take a Davis over Towns if I want to build a team. But if you're that organization, though. Oh, easily, your- easily. When I look at that roster, yeah, because Wiggins didn't pan out to be the, the first overall pick that everyone expected him to be. But Towns, that guy just came in first overall. He was first all year, you know, win the draft, and then he just came out and he did his thing. So uh, I'm going to go with Towns as the best center. But now I just want to talk about MVP-type players. We know that Luka Doncic, second year in the league, He's already getting a lot of triple doubles. Is it safe to say that this guy is probably the closest thing to a Dirk Nowitzki that Dallas has had? Ooh, that is fitting. I mean, they they both are European. I mean, the kids, he's been playing pro for a few years. A lot of people forget that. He kind of just came in and started dominating. Like he's been playing against men for since he was a little kid. Yeah, so, since he was uh, like 16, 15, yeah. But yeah, I'd probably throw his name right in the MVP category. I want to give Porzingis some love. This is a very underrated duo, in my opinion. Very. Because like when they got him, there was so much negative stuff in the media about him, and he just came off as a diva, and no one wanted him, and now all of a sudden he starts the year, and he's up there in blocks, and he's one of the best players in the league to start. So He also gained like 20 pounds of muscle. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's still a kid, too. He's played, what, two years in the league? Maybe. I think he's a year our age or a year older. Yeah, so uh, this is low-key a uh, pretty intense duo to watch going forward. It's weird, too, because the Knicks didn't trade like anything for Porzingis. Like, I mean, they didn't, they didn't get enough for Porzingis. They got Courtney Lee. The biggest return was Dennis Smith Jr., but I don't even know what he's doing in New York. If he's even playing, is he injured? I have no idea. But I think the Knicks are the worst team right now, so yeah. I should say something. Uh, but that that's... Come on, they had the worst offseason of all time. Come on, you lose the lottery. You, you don't get Katie. You don't get Boogie. You don't get any hot free – well, you got Julius Randle. Good player. You got Bobby Bobby Portis, who's pretty good. R.J. Barrett is averaging 20 points a game. So they're not bad, but they're not – yeah, they're going to be probably bottom, but it's okay. Um, how about you, Alino? Where do you have Doncic? I don't see him winning MVP just because of everyone else, like Kawhi, LeBron, that's always going to get – forwards Russell Westbrook and Harden the way they play always carrying the ball and throwing it off the boards to get a rebound so <laughs> they're gonna just dominate the votes I don't see Doncic taking it this year I do see Doncic as a future MVP and I, I like I think this guy he has limitless range first of all he'll shoot from anywhere it doesn't matter he'll cross over LeBron James he'll even block LeBron James so yeah Doncic I'm really high on him. I think he will be an MVP in this league. But now we got to move on to the rink. Just want to quickly discuss Nick Patan because he hasn't really played a lot for the Leafs. Um, actually, if any games, has he earned his spot on this star-studded Leafs roster, or is it more press box time for him? I think he earned his spot on the top line in the AHL. <laughs> uh, honestly, because like he's he has played with us, but like. Babs, you can tell, like, he doesn't want to use him. He's just kind of like the extra forward, and if we're up 5-2, yeah, we'll throw you in for a shift. But, like, I'd rather much have him be on the Marlies, lining it up, showing Bracco and whatever, all the other kids the way there. Like, he's a good player. Like, he doesn't deserve to uh, get Frankie Corrado'd and sit all year, so I like that he's down there right now. Yeah, it's good for him. I don't see him playing on the team because he's, you know, too short. You know, good uh, pro him and uh, Hyman is pretty good. He's going back. So uh, maybe Hyman, when he comes back, they're going to have to send somebody down. 
I don't know who, but Patan, I think it's just press box time whenever they want. They'll throw him in. And hopefully somebody trades for him because he's got a one-way contract after. Yeah, I, uh, Patan, he got recalled, so he's going to be with the Leafs tonight. Um, Tavares is also playing tonight, so... That's interesting to see if Patan actually inserts himself in the lineup. We could be looking at a completely different lineup tonight if Patan is in and Tavares is in. And then that's where you'd have to think of either it's probably going to be Jason Spezza out. It's either Spezza to me or probably Shore. I mean, Timoshov and Gauthier have been pretty solid on the fourth line. But Timoshov has barely played too. It's kind of been like Timoshov and Shore have been like switching. But do you guys think with Patan coming up, can you see Trevor Moore maybe? Uh sit a game <laughs> i don't see it yeah i, I don't think all the names you just them. said i think either timishov or spezza if i'm trying to get into babs's mind he loves fucking nick shore so much he he's does. great in the draw he actually bailed us out in the philly game so many times with his face-off wins so i honest timishov patan spezza though <laughs> that's Spezza's what you're doing the box spezza's gone that's yeah. the one where you just <laughs> over and rotate, over rotate, and rotate. Spezza, go get a nice meal in the press box enjoy get the night off <laughs> You thirty-seven. <laughs> I like how we use them. Need to tie up the shootout. Who am I throwing out there? Fucking Spets, a hundred percent ties the game. I love that though. Yeah, that was awesome. That that he shootout knows. goal was like he knows when to throw him in there. He's not. We got to give him some credit, Babs. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth line, fringe starter. <laughs> Jesus, man, come on! Like, even like I read I. Uh, I was looking at, like, the lineups. I'm like, Spezza should be getting, like, I think he should be playing every night. That's my opinion. Like, you have the Nick Shore, the Gauthier, the Timoshov. I don't know. I don't see Timoshov playing every night. Like, I don't see him as that type of guy yet. Um, I just think Spezza, you need that leadership. Like, what they did with Marlo Walla last year, just plug him in on the bottom six and just, just show him the ropes. Like, if, like, he sees, like, a Gauthier, like, down, Spezza could talk to him. If there's a guy like a Janssen down, Spezza could talk to him. If Matthews is down, Spezza could talk to him. So I feel like he should be in the lineup a little more than he has been. But, yeah, Babcock, he's doing the right thing right now. Uh, he's He's been adjusting the lines a little more than we've seen in the past, so we got to appreciate that. But uh, also moving forward now with Dermott, uh, barely playing last game. He's, they've kind of eased him back into it with the shoulder injury. Jake Muzzin now going down with that injury. Morgan Riley's been skipping practices quite a bit. Because he's been averaging around 29 minutes a game. Um, I think he's first in the league with with ice time. When I saw it, I'm pretty sure it was him, Yossi, Suter, uh, Weber, I think, is up there too. But, Nothing yeah, should, should Riley continue to skip practices, you think? Like, as, like, a precaution? Or would you have him skate? Because that's what they're there to do. I don't know. I would just skip practices all year. You don't have to practice. I give him a bye. Practice <laughs> is optional for you. You play all those minutes. Our D, as you can see, is pretty bad. It's thin. Back We're rinsing and we got to bring a Borgman soon. So I just say for the rest of the year, take practices off. We just want you to play games. That's all. Yeah, if the D is shot, then, like, if Riley's gone, scratch the season. So like, <laughs> Morgan can do whatever he wants. If he needs to take a breather during practice so he can be 100% for the game, I'll take that for the rest of the year. But hopefully it's nothing, because we don't even know the injury. They just said he misses practice. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, well, <laughs> well, with Riley being basically our workhorse and our most important player, him and Freddie are our most important players by far, um, do you see us any time during the year calling back up Rasmus Sandin? Because he has seven points in seven games. He's looking amazing in the A. I think it was when he got sent down, I think it was Dubis. Or it was someone else I remember saying that he was the fourth best D on the Leafs, like in the preseason. So they were they were already saying that he was arguably better than guys like CC, like guys like um, like Gravel and Hall and all those guys. So do you think uh, this isn't the end of us seeing maybe Rasmus Sandin if our D are as bad as they've been? <laughs> yeah, I see him after probably January, February. Then once you get close to the deadline. And hopefully they trade CC away. Then there's some cap space there. Sandine moves up. Everyone moves up that they need, and hopefully they get something out of it. Question is, who's that guy that they're packaging with CC? Patan. I'll say Janssen. Either him or Cap. It's got to be sure. some eye candy because CC at four and a half. <laughs> it's only oh, one man. year though. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, then you have guys like Connor Brown leading the Sens in points. I love that. I'm not salty at all about that. Oh, I'm not either. It, <laughs> I wish I mean, still had him. <laughs> it was one of those where, like, we had to get rid of him. We so couldn't we keep him. So, yeah, I'm not salty. It's just you see that and it's like, really? wow, look at that. <laughs> Offensive potential. It's It's been there. So, I don't know. That would that pissed me off when I saw it. I was like, oh, he has 11 and 12. More than Nylander and Janssen and Kapanen and all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's making only two point something million. <laughs> he's actually been one of their best players. And, but it is it's Ottawa. They're they're Ottawa. They're brutal. You see what happened to Sabarin? Ooh. Broke his nose. Was it during a fight? No, I think he got hit. He, he got stretchered off the ice. Broke oh. his nose. We wish him a speedy recovery then. Yeah. I saw Damn. all the memes saying, "Oh, Matthews is laughing in a corner right now." It's like, "Oh, Sabarin, who are you? Who who who, who is that?" He's laying face down so he can see the jersey name now. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, he was the guy that Matthews was like, who are you in yeah. the in the preseason? Number so 49. Don't see that. Scotty Sabarin, NHL 20 updated roster. Fourth <laughs> line. <laughs> but he made it. He made it. He made it. But uh, now we're going to talk about fantasy quickly. Uh, any surprises so far in fantasy hockey? Yeah, Kemper on Arizona. <laughs> yeah, Kemper. top goalie in the NHL according to fantasy. Now, I didn't think that whole, was possible. This guy over here said Ranta and Kemper could be a great duo. And this guy said Arizona could be a playoff team. Boom. So yeah. he says Kemper. Are you really surprised? Honestly, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of been waiting for this day. I don't know. I like Arizona's setup. They're obviously – they got Phil and Keller and OEL. Other than that, they're not really enticing to watch. But you know, Schmaltz is solid. Yeah, they, they got some guys over there. They're obviously going to have to overcome a lot if they want to make the playoffs. They're battling with like – I think if, if you look by the end of the year, what most people expect, it'll be like them, Dallas, Vancouver for a wild card. So yeah. I like their team. It's yeah. going to be tough for them to get in, but if, if they get in, that duo will be a big reason why. Their division, though, they have the L.A. teams. They got Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, Arizona's better than L.A. and and Anaheim. So they'd have the easiest division, quote-unquote. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to play with Vegas, make sure they get points out of those games. Maybe one, if you're not going to win, at least go to a shootout or overtime. It's pretty interesting, too, with with, uh, Arizona because Kemper and Ranta – are two goalies that you kind of you've looked at over the years and it's like you could be a starter but i don't know if i'll give you that opportunity but now chica in in arizona he has to give them the opportunity basically the only two goalies they have they have aiden hill or whatever his name is but he's like 21 not ready so these two guys like they're 28 29 both of them they've been in the league for what like five years both each they've seen minutes i remember ranta was it 2014 with the Rangers? He was. It was back yeah. on Lundqvist. Yeah, there was. Yeah, he was amazing that year. So, I'm not surprised if it was Ranta doing these numbers. I wouldn't be surprised. But Kemper is a little bit surprising for me because he's barely been a backup. He's been like that third string goalie, like third maybe backup. And now he has seven wins. He has a 940 save. Yeah, everything's everything's working out for him right with now. Those like guys like Ranta. Like the backup for the Rangers in like 2014, their team was good. So like Talbot, who was backup for Lundqvist, was amazing. And then he goes to Edmonton, and uh, career's over. <laughs> so Ranta, he, good to see him have some success doing his job. Exactly, but again, biggest surprise for Pinello. Can I go either way on this, negative or positive? Yeah, go for it. All right, well I'm gonna go to my fantasy team here, John Klingberg. He's got a goal and two assists. Took That's him over rough. Roman Yossi. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. You just look at Dallas fantasy-wise as a whole. No one really uh, stands out that much. They got a lot of solid players, obviously. But, yeah, Klingberg thus far, three points. He's uh, He's been letting me down. <laughs> so there's my uh, surprise, I guess. Yeah, my surprise is uh... – I mean, I can't believe I'm, I'm going to say this, but it's it's John Carlson. I oh, mean, uh, this guy, like, I didn't know that any defenseman would put up seven goals in one month, put up 23 points in one month. Just, he's on a different level right now. Like, people are comparing of what he's doing, the guys like Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey. Like, these are legends. So I never expected John Carlson to go for, like, what? Uh, when do we do the fantasy D 
pod like three like a month two months ago yeah. we were we were praising john carlson but not to i didn't think he would just absolutely tear it up like this i'm happy for him right now he is the lone not maybe not the lone guy to win the the norris yossi is right there too but man john carlson right now has just been a freak <laughs> so he's my surprise but i want to talk about disappointments too we talked surprising in a negative way for pinello john klingberg he's been absolutely awful <laughs> Another guy that I have on my fantasy team just dropped him. Capo Caco. You know what? I'll kind of give him a pass because he's a rookie. But man, the hype that was around him starting the season doesn't help that Alino had him a top 10 winger. Uh, he had two goals, one assist, minus 12. Two pow- okay, he, two of his three points were on the power play, and he had 14 shots in 10 games. So that is just. That's almost like non-existent numbers, just not not generating anything. It's bad when he goes out on the media and saying, I'm playing bad hockey. And right now, his confidence, he's looking like a lion A where he's just beating the shit out of himself. I was going to say, it sounds like a finish. Yeah, like he's going to call yourself up. Like he's beating the shit out of himself in the media. And then like there's guys like Panarin that can't even help him because he can't speak English. It's like, I I see you go through. It's okay. So then you just have guys like Zabanejad who are just like, what the fuck are you saying? What are you saying? Like, you're on my line. <laughs> I'm the only guy that can speak English here. Let's try and get some, let's try and generate some offense. But yeah, Kako's my disappointment. I would have said Jack Hughes, but he's actually picked it up. So Disappointment. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, even just going by players you think would do better, Marner. I thought just got a new contract. I'd expect him to probably lead the team in scoring again by a large margin come out make a statement <laughs> to everybody yeah i'm worth this much money uh stamkos another one i think that whole team too kucherov yeah, kind of yeah. Drop, what's with all kucherov has been down recently so. even, even guys like patrick kane just haven't really been as effective as yeah. effective i mean it's early though it's yeah. early but like when you take kucherov second overall and he's like 15 points behind Pasternak. That's that's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you got 128 too. last year. What? Where are you? Cooch, too, when you look at it, it's still like fluttering around point per game. It's I don't even think he's... Because we yeah. expect so much. Oh, man. Because he is that player. But you know who's not? The disappointment. Connor McDavid. Yeah. And Leon Dreisaitl. Those <laughs> two go. monsters. I don't want to talk about the other two. <laughs> Fuck them. The other two could fucking die. I don't give a shit. You guys did your negatives, though. I said John Klingberg. My positive, I'll stick with the caps. I'll go Jakob Vrana. Yeah. He's got nine goals in October. Damn. He's, uh, I think he's solidified his spot in that top six. I'm not sure if he's on that top power play. Uh, I think you're looking at the points, so it should be a solid, I don't know, breakout, but keep adding to it. I think... Jakob Vrana has, what, two hat-tricks, too? He's already had one last game. I don't know if one before that. He's he's on the top power play, I think, now. I think they plugged him in over Oshi. I think they replaced Oshi to put him on the second, so they would have... It's star-studded. They have Carlson, Vrana, and then you have the three-headed. You have Backstrom, Kuzi, and Ovi, so... Fun. That's just a nightmare. And Vrana, to me, this guy has told me in the past, 35 goals, not out of the question. And uh, this guy is proving it's probably going to happen. Nine goals already. That's, you know, Ovi has 11. Vrana has nine. The team is doing pretty well. So I think they're first actually in the East. If it's not them, it's it's Boston. Fuck Boston. I know their division is them and the Islanders, which no, we'll, uh, we'll see if that sticks. But it's funny to me right now looking at that. And another guy that no one talks about, and he's doing well. He's not like leading the league. It's Sid. He's got 17 and 15, and he's averaging 21 minutes a night. He's looking healthy. His line mates aren't the greatest. Um, the team isn't doing as well. Chris Letang, again, he's been hit with the injury bug. He's off and on, which is pretty disappointing because what did he have last year? Like 64. He, he had a really good year last year. Malkin's back from injury. Hopefully uh, he can start you know, doing what Malkin does and just score. Um, but yeah, Sydney, no one's talked about Sid that much. He's got, tw- he's got 17 and 15, 21 minutes a night. I'm pretty sure he's top five uh, for forwards in the ice time. So Sid is still doing his thing in his like six or 15th or 16th season. So yeah, he's a legend. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's surprised. We just expect it out of Sid now. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like there's a lot of names. Like we could talk about it for 
for hours and hours but like even a guy like a jamie ben where he won the hard trophy like 2014 15 the scoring was down that year but and his scoring just he like i see an update and it's like jamie ben is generating scoring chances and it's like that's awful (laughs) the fact that you write on his profile that it's just it's disappointing to see because i have his jersey upstairs and i want to see him get like 80 and even with Sagan, I've been saying over and over, I want to see this guy get 90. I know this guy over here, not a big Sagan guy, but... I think he could do better. That's yeah. Like, that's just like, see those, him and Ben, like, it's so weird to see them just getting these amount of performances out of them. And, like, you're so much better than that. Like, it's like, so weird. I, I would have thought that Getzlaff by now would have, like, started slowing down. And he is outperforming yeah. Sagan and <laughs> Getzlaff and, and uh, Ben, like... It's weird because Sagan has so much players around him. Sagan, Radulov, Heiskanen, Klingberg. Rupe Hintz now is a star, apparently. Bishop. It's a lot to work Figuratively with. and literally, he's a star. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, Sagan, with the, with the help he has around him, I don't understand why they're not fantasy relevant. Like you brought up Klingberg, three points. How? How? <laughs> Plays half the game. Like, <laughs> ben, with ben one goal. And Perry. Ben has one goal. I remember we were saying on one of our older podcasts, if you can remember, that uh, Ben and Sagan are going to be the best duo in, in the, the national NHL. hockey. I remember we you talk- look at a young power forward, Jamie Ben, and a young superstar sniping centerman and Sagan. I'm like, how the fuck can that go wrong? They got to build around these guys, and they've just kind of been in the middle of the pack ever since, what, 2014, since we said that? I think the top three pairings we used to always say was Ovi Backstrom, Sagan, Ben, and Getzlap Perry. Or so, Kane and Taves. Or Kane and Taves, too, but... Yeah, Getzlav and Perry also got some love. Perry's not doing anything anymore. It's, it's a shame. You know, the league gets quicker. You can't keep up. Look at Lucci. She has to sucker punch people to get attention in the league. <laughs> that trade was awful, Lucci for Neil. But, well, uh, actually, yeah, let's talk about Edmonton for a second. I want to talk about Edmonton. Who the hell's their starting goalie? Because I see updates that Mike Smith gets a 970 save, and then there's... A week later, Miro, or what's his name, Koskinen, second star of the week. So, like, are they doing an Islanders? Are they, like, flipping the goalies back and forth? Everything's working out right now. James Neal looks like a 40-goal scorer. Uh, Clefbaum is actually doing pretty well as well, so. <laughs> that threw you off. Yeah. <laughs> that throws me off, yeah. But, well, yeah, what do you guys thought? Do you think that Edmonton's finally for real? They're looking pretty solid. I, I don't think they're for real. <laughs> I think they're going to be better than last year. It's, but not it's be playoffs. To be. Not playoffs. When you got McDavid and Dreisaitl. And Best duo in the league. And uh, Yeah, when you got those guys, you have a chance. But, um, yeah, it's just the start of the season. I don't see it lasting over the course of another five months. I think Neil's going to keep it because Neil's a natural goal scorer. He He's is. really done it every single year with the exception of last year. I think he'll get back in the 30s. I don't know their goalie situation. We got to see with Mike Smith. I obviously, I believe in Smith. I don't know if he can. He's 36 now, so. Yeah, I don't know if he can carry the load all year. Like, their D, I don't, there's still some question marks there, but better than last year, I don't think. I could only only see them making the playoffs because of what happened with Tarasenko, with St. Louis, him out five months. Oh, I still think they're miles ahead. Oh, I think they're better. I think they're better. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying that that is just a gift for them and then you have like like Dallas isn't doing as well right now they're they're capitalizing there I don't know like even a team like Colorado now with like Landis Cog and Ranton and out they're still at the top I know but it gets (laughs) that's what I'm saying like these injuries to other like these playoff teams could actually open up a spot for Edmonton I think I think Edmonton can make it I do think there are huge question marks but as long as you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, man, and Neil now. Get the Nuge. Nuge yeah. is still just a gem. No one talks about him. We could talk about him for hours. No one else talks about I him. I think he'll be one of those guys. If he, if, if he were to get traded, everyone's going to be talking about him. So it'd be so you're saying he's literally like an O'Reilly. Yeah. 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 They'd be like, he's doing- he, um, I don't know what to expect like if Nuge were to get traded for like offense. I don't. I don't really know. It's one of those. If I were them, I'd want a top, a top pairing D back, or else the deal's not fucking happening. <laughs> Our second pairing D and two bottom six forwards. That you got to get a lot for yeah. a guy like that. 
I just right before we uh, ended today, another guy that's kind of been a surprise for the Rangers, Ryan Strom. Oh. He's got like 12 points in 15 games. Leads the Rangers in points. No, I'm not even kidding. I know it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I know, but is this is this something to monitor, or is this just kind of like a hot start and then? Is it, okay, I'm going to say, is it something to monitor, or is he like in the mess in the cover? It's like it's a hot start. That's it. Don't worry about it. Because he did uh, go fifth overall. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> Not they tra- well, they traded Strom for Eber- – was yeah. it Strom for Eberly? Yeah. Okay, so. Good little trade there. That's a hockey move. He's not carrying that all year. <laughs> like, he'll probably end up the year with maybe 40 points. You know what? I will fucking take that all day because I don't think he'll ever hit 40 points. That's true. Because there was a time where we thought, like – he was out of the league. Yeah, He came in with a lot of buzz, and we're all really excited about Strom. And then real quick, we're like, what the fuck has happened? <laughs> so seeing this is pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, you know, start of the year, a lot of guys come out of nowhere. I hope he can sustain it and hit 40 points. But yeah. This is a surprise. I thought one. he'd be in the minors by now. So it's good. Which he was not too yeah. long ago, actually. So it's good that he's uh, bounced back a little bit. It's just funny how every time Edmonton has someone and they trade him and they, they turn out to be okay. Or they win the heart or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah no, no big deal. But, yeah, moving forward, we're going to talk about wrestling to close out this show. Uh, Crown Jewel. What a great show that was, right? You're smiling. I mean, <laughs> Mansoor and Cesaro, I, I looked at it. That was, that was a pretty fun match. Uh, I predicted Bray Wyatt winning the Universal oh, title man. on Halloween. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And I was, I was actually not even being serious when i predicted that i was just <laughs> saying it just because whatever and he won it and it was one of those events where like you look at the card and it's like i don't see a title change happening and then the universal title changes hands a title that's barely changed hands for the last three years so it's pretty funny to see but yeah what were your guys thoughts overall on the show um was the brock lesnar and kane velasquez match one of the biggest disappointments you've ever seen was it better than Tyson Fury and Strowman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That match made the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman match made Brock and Kane look like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Oh my god! And I know how they want to make it like realistic a little bit by having the MMA fighters and how it ended with a submission. It was like a real fight. I think it should have gone like at least five minutes, not one minute and thirty seconds, but. Both guys made a ton of money, so they started the show. They got the hell out of there before all those travel issues started. So good on both those guys. They're smart. Was it true that Brock Lesnar helped Hogan get to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that, I have no idea. I heard, I heard apparently he, he he helped him get there because apparently he was having trouble. So I heard Brock Probably was on like, the way back. I heard Brock was like, get on my private jet. Let's go. Get the fuck out of here. Grandpa. That's his Canadian showing right there. What a nice anyway, guy, Brock Lesnar. Nice going back to the fucking prairies, to yes. his ranch. It's <laughs> fucking Saskatchewan. <laughs> but yeah, Pinello, what were your thoughts on your boy Seth losing the universal title it was, uh, in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I was uh, pretty surprised. I had, uh, actually, no. No, I had Seth winning. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, uh, the match was good. I kind of I like the ending where it was basically the same thing except the match didn't get called off where Seth beat the hell out of him and then Bray just kind of choked him out at the end. Yeah, I thought it was it was a good match, nice way to close it. Uh, I thought this is the best Saudi show they've ever done. Not saying it was an amazing show, but out of the few that they've done over the last few years, this has been my favorite. Yeah, I really like the tag team match too. I didn't. I mean the the tag team turmoil. I didn't see the OC beating the Viking Raiders. They came out last. The Viking Raiders, and uh, it's looking like they're grooming the OC to be the top team in uh, the top tag team. So even though they don't have titles, but they're, I guess, the most important right now. But what were, yeah, what were your thoughts on the Viking Raiders taking the last pin? I didn't see that happening. Threw me off too, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't see it. I was like, oh, okay, they came out last and lost. All right, it's like cool. they're guys, uh, guys like Cesaro. Like, to me, that's like the OC guys you're always going to root for, but they may never get their uh... – their opportunity, yeah. And then they win. I'm like, you know what? This is fucking cool. Never thought this would happen. Best yeah. tag team in the world. We'll Wait. see if they bring it back to Raw, but this is awesome. Well, yeah, I remember when Cesaro won the bat- the first ever Andre the Giant, and we're like, holy shit. You see the pop? Because everyone wants to see that guy win. It's like, yeah, let's go. It was a big – that was like the one time it was a big deal. Yeah. All well, the other ones. Well, it was – you know why also they got the pop? Because you got to remember, it is Andre the Giant, and who was the last guy in it? Big Show. 
So it was kind. It was kind of like, okay, is it Big Show winning? <laughs> really? Big Show even won. Like Big Show's been in those. A yeah, while. he he beat yeah. he beat the Dow. Then he beat. The, was it, didn't he win two of them, Big Show? Or no one. Or oh, no, Baron Corbin eliminated. I think Big Show or Kane, corporate Kane. Was I that, don't. It was the next year though, right? Yeah. I know Corbin won it. I know Mojo won it. Oh, Matt yeah. Hardy won. Matt Hardy won yeah, it. Bray Wyatt yeah. coming out. And uh, who won it last year? Oh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun so that, there are your winners. And they've done nothing with most the, of them. It's just kind of been there. And for the women, like Naomi and Carmella, like you don't even remember. Yeah. It's just it's just there. Uh, as well, a big deal for the, the women, Lacey and Natalia going to Saudi, you know, putting on the same matches they've been putting on for two, two, three months. Uh, I, I, I mean, if there, I guess if there's any women in the division that's been there as long as she has, I guess Natalia deserves this moment. If you... If, if you look at anyone, I would probably have said Charlotte because it's obviously Charlotte. But Natalia's been there for a while. She's paid her dues. It was good to see her get the moment, beat, Lace, uh, beat Lacey Evans. And she actually got quite a pop. They probably, yeah, like Alino's like, oh, maybe thought it was Bret Hart coming out. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. did. But the one thing that really upset me with this whole show was the predictability with the U.S. title. I predicted the whole thing. Humberto winning the Battle Royal and then AJ retaining they did that the week before on Raw, so that was just a waste for me. Uh, that was just a scratch. The U.S. title, it doesn't matter who has it. It's never had that value since <laughs> – I'm not kidding, since Cena. Since Cena's had that belt in 2015, I have not seen that belt the same way. Which, I mean, you, you could hate Cena all you want, but that, that U.S. – Open challenge was amazing. I love that. And AJ is the champ. I guess he can put on the great matches, but they haven't done enough with that belt. They haven't done enough. That was kind of just a one-time thing, too. Because we were were even saying before, like, the U.S. title. It's the same thing. And then Cena came along like, oh, this is awesome. And then Cena left, and it's like, oh, okay, back to to the huge, I guess. Reality, yeah. But good thing is it's on the show now. It's on the pre-show. Progression. Well, I mean, I hope so with AJ (laughs) holding it. Jesus. Um, But... Recently, Humberto's been uh, he's been getting promoted quite a bit. Do you guys see a big year in 2020? Do you guys see him winning any uh, mid-card belts? I, I have him in like that category with Ali, Buddy Murphy, Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Like, I think Buddy Murphy should be the guy out of all those guys to get that uh, next push. But probably Humberto will get it just because they need a lot more um mexican Me- stars and there's not really too many of them aside from andrade and Rey mysterio so probably umberto's more further along than them i think similar to what they just did with ricochet when they had him take it off uh was it styles it was and then like a month later flip-flop just to kind of i don't know, know the title on him and i don't know him. if i would give that to him already Humberto. not right away but like yeah like i don't i don't know about that i think there are signs we're getting there I think he will eventually get there, and he'll be one of those guys like Cedric and Ricochet. Yeah, like he'll he'll blend right into the brand. Okay, but <laughs> th- is he is he been getting like reactions or no? Like nothing. Here and there. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, set your DVR for. Okay, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Humberto, but I just didn't like how it was predictable him winning the battle royal and facing AJ and losing. Just looking at everyone like nothing else. Very meh. Very meh. Just uh, <laughs> Eric Rowan and Luke Harper at the end, and what they, have they done? They, Luke, they dropped Rowan. the ball. They dropped the ball on Rowan completely. Yeah, it was like, his completely yard. dropped it. Had him against Reigns at a pay per view. Like match. they're probably like, yeah, okay, Rowan, you beat Roman Reigns. Fuck you. You had your moment. That's it. <laughs> there like, it was. You're done. <laughs> like literally. Like that's the. We haven't seen him at all. Where is he? <laughs> He was one of the most heavily featured guys leading up to Hell in the Cell, and now nothing. It was a big SmackDown promo, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so I don't know what to think with Rowan, but it is a shame. But now let's just go to Raw quickly. Just want to talk about anything that stood out. I loved Brock. Just I was dying. <laughs> I just love seeing, like, you have, like, the staff backstage just minding their own business, and just Brock looks at them. <laughs> <laughs> beats the shit out of them. Using his head to bounce off the table like he's going to answer. Paul Heyman, you know, he does his usual, just hypes the shit out of Brock every time. It's amazing. And I love guys like Steve and Collab because they're like, when is Paul going to go? I'm tired of him. He does the same thing all the time. It's like, 
what what ain't broke just don't fix it he does the same thing all the time promoting brock and he gets the job done so paul Heyman and brock lesnar arguably one of the best things wwe's ever had continue doing it that was three events in a row that brock worked he's putting in a damn hard shift what's going on here and you got to remember that he's making this work this whole storyline with Rey mysterio what are we what is this 2002 smackdown it's 2019 raw so this is a it's very funny to see this but i love how ray's coming out it just beat the shit out of Brock. <laughs> Brock's like, damn it, I want to get my hands on you. I want to beat the shit out of you, but I can't because this guy has weapons. This is the most invested I've been in Brock probably since he's come back over the last few months. I love this stuff with Ray. But you were saying before, oh. you have a theory about oh. this whole thing. Maybe you want to dive into yeah, that. Yeah, that, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> okay, so uh, Brock's avenged every uh, loss that he's had. Remember uh, Goldberg and right before he left, WrestleMania. Took him years to do it, but WrestleMania gets it done. Cain Velasquez took him nine years to do that. John Cena, his first match back, Cena beats him. And then he took squat, him. Yeah, yeah, killed squashed him. him. Roman Reigns, he beat him. Seth Rollins, everyone. Eddie Guerrero, unfortunately, you know, can't do that. But who's next to him? The Familia. So he beat up Dominic because, as you remember, that was, that's Eddie's son. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and then... Rey Mysterio's career, always uh, how he did it for Eddie when he won the Royal Rumble. So th- I think this is Brock's way of avenging that loss to Eddie Guerrero, going after Rey because when he looks at Rey, he, he sees, sees Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> That's it. fucking perfect, though, that isn't is, it? That is perfect. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I'll use Paul Heyman to say the promo. Like, if I went to Vince McMahon and said, what's the reasoning behind all this? I would expect every word that he just fucking said. I mean, yeah. That's dead on. Um... It's funny that Ray is in this position that he's in right now, but uh, I hope this match is good. I don't want it to be less than five minutes because we all know Brock loves working with the little guys. Ray's winning. Yes. <laughs> he looked like a badass punch. coming in with that pipe. Brock, I'm going to be you. I survivor series. Just dumps the pipe on the ground and leaves. I just want to see, <laughs> like what I want to see, I want to see him connect with a 619. Screw that. Don't go pin him. Go outside the ring, get the pipe, and just beat the shit out of him. No DQ, just pin him and just win the title. I want to see <laughs> Ray with the WWE title. Six one nine, go to the top. Orale se vato champ. Frog splash pops the crowd. Doesn't work. Kicks out at one. It's like oh, he starts beating him with a pipe. And he, Ray, what are you doing? He starts hitting him. You already know. You already know they're gonna do that. Oh. I, I, that's that. I'm calling. That's how they're ending the match. He's oh, gonna go sure. for the frog splash. Catch him at yeah. five. It's it. Done. Or what if Andrade? Cain Velasquez and Dominic come out and they all align with Ray, beat up Brock, <laughs> new champ. That'd be actually pretty hilarious. Sinkara comes out too with I Carolina. Could, I could just see it. They're all attacking. You just see Heyman, no, no, stop. <laughs> and then Kane looks at Paul and he just beats the shit They're out of him. doing luchador moves on him, <laughs> taking turns. I can't believe all three of us are this excited for a Brock Lesnar versus Ray Mysterio match In with NXT invading WWE didn't even fucking talk about that. Oh yeah. Oh no, we we are we are we're getting we're getting into it. Uh, then of course we had the Seth Rollins promo, and then Triple H comes out because he has to be the center of attention and bring up all this Seth Rollins accolades. Oh, you were the first ever NXT champion. Just come back down to NXT, and then of course the Undisputed Era. Then of course the Undisputed Era. That's, then of course the Undisputed Era comes out and they talk about it, and then Triple H, all oh, these guys are the hottest act. Blah blah blah. And then we had an Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins match to end the night. Um, do you guys love uh, – what do you guys love most about this? I mean, I mentioned before the pod went up, I want William Regal to be doing it. Uh, he's groomed, I think, to be the G- – is he the GM of NXT? For a while. Yeah. So he's been he's been the GM for a while. I, th- I just feel like he should be the guy to be doing this if he's the GM, but I understand Triple H, the founder. And uh, he is Triple H. He has a huge ego, so – what are you guys' thoughts over, overall on NXT being a part of the last couple shows? I know that the Saudi show, uh, they had problems coming back home. So what were your guys' thoughts just uh, with NXT? Uh, what, okay, would you say that NXT took over because of the travel issues? Or would you also would you say it's also because of uh, Survivor Series? Because I feel like it's for the traveling issues. <laughs> I honestly think it's the other yeah. one. I don't know. I don't know. Because well, I've been hearing that. I, I, I could just picture them do it like... 
okay, if this happens, then we have that backup plan just in case. So mm-hmm. I feel like the, they knew what they were getting into. Okay. And it's like the build for Survivor Series anyway, so now's a good time to start it. So if we happen to have travel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they, they knew maybe they would have, but it's like, yeah, we'll just have the NXT guys just in case. Because it's not like they're over there and thinking, oh, shit, we have SmackDown tomorrow. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, they, they had to have an idea. Yeah, if yeah. If not, then I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. So my thoughts, how would you build this overall? Like, would you have Adam Cole, like, win? Like, because they're, they're, it looks like they're doing Adam Cole versus... Is it the fiend? Like yeah, I, I don't like. I have no idea what Brock and Ray. So yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think <laughs> I feel like right now they're actually thinking of doing Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. I feel like that's what's happening at the pay per view. I think every year, whenever this time of year comes around, there's always a fucking title change. Like remember when Jinder was champion and then AJ won, yeah. and then AJ was champion, then Brian won the next. So like something's gonna give. I don't think they have to change much with the way the shows are being booked. Raw and SmackDown the last couple weeks have been solid. Survivor Series is always, the build is always, it's a fucking mess and you got people jumping everywhere. So this this month I'm really excited for. I think the North American title is going to change hands. Because if they're doing the triple threat, AJ, Shinsuke, Roderick Strong, I think they're going to take out Roderick Strong, maybe Finn Balor or Velveteen Dream. New Japan thing with uh, Finn Balor, go with them, or they can go Velveteen Dream just to add a little bit more star power charisma into there i just don't understand um what the build with adam cole is going to be that's for me the most intriguing thing right now i have no idea who he's going to face because nxt is a part of the show baszler's facing lynch and bailey and the undisputed air is facing the viking raiders and the revival that's gonna be easily the match of the night easily easily i'm I'm telling you that's match of the night (laughs) like that's a that's not a prediction that's a promise so um but I want to see Adam Cole maybe face Seth Rollins at Survivor Series because Seth has been uh, probably one of the most hated guys for the last, uh, I'd say, year. Probably one of the more hated guys in the company. So I feel like if you were to face Adam Cole at Survivor Series, maybe finally the fans would start getting behind him again. So, Or Adam Cole leads Team NXT like Champa, Gargano, or or, like or they do that like a team nxt versus so like seth and cole would be the captains yeah. i hope they do goldberg versus matt riddle though that's what i want to see bro like when riddle and keith lee came out and then riddle posted yeah like that should have been brock see you next time bro but <laughs> oh. i think for the next month it's just brand versus brand versus brand and then you won't really fully know what everyone's like next program is no but like that's what i'm thinking like i want to see what they do with adam cole for survivor series like i don't know if he's facing seth rollins if he's facing the fiend if he's gonna have the be the captain of the uh, five on five like i don't know so that i'm excited for you think the fiend will just kind of do nothing take a break on this one <laughs> imagine i mean i, could, I can't really see i could fiend s- versus lesnar versus like, i could to see me, it's not happening no it's Les- it's lesnar versus uh, ray it's confirmed so yeah, I don't know who the fiend would face at this point. Just, I mean, uh, he just comes out on the show yeah. <laughs> some at some point. And I would want to say Roman Reigns if like the fiend doesn't have anybody, it's probably Roman Reigns cuz yeah, to me there's no point of even booking that. I, yeah, I wouldn't book that either. I would at that point I would maybe maybe they would do a team fiend versus team Adam Cole. I have no idea if that would Kind of like what we saw when we went to Survivor Series. Both the champs were the captains. You had Team AJ, Team Kevin Owens. That was pretty cool. So uh, I, I really don't know what to expect. I'm very excited for Survivor Series. Um, but we could talk about this another time. I just want to I want to talk about this Rusev storyline right now. Rusev. Now, unfortunately, the next guy that's been dragged into this storyline is Drew McIntyre. So what are your thoughts on that, Pinello? This was the last thing that Drew needed. Uh, he, he took a nice little break. I don't know what what he was doing, if he was on the house short. Came back, whatever. got hyped up by one of the greatest of all time, the yeah. H, and then... Like, okay, we got another chance here. Let's lap around again with Drew, put him in something the fans will give a shit about. Or, And then, you know, they put him in the worst storyline that the company has dished out with all the NXT stuff going. Like, why can't you put Drew... Why can't Drew Captain Raw? Why the fuck is he doing this? I would have loved to have seen a Drew versus Matt Riddle. You look at fucking the Raw roster. Isn't Drew McIntyre in your five? 
Yeah, he's in the top. Yeah, yeah he's up there. Give me a break. Who get, do you think Drew gives a shit who Rusev is? Smashing? Isn't he in his mid? <laughs> isn't he in his early thirties too, Drew? Yeah, and that was the yeah. like, fuck Rusev too. And that was the time, man. <laughs> yeah, Rusev. I, they've dropped the ball at him so many times. For, I just, for Bobby though, oh. it's a good thing that he's doing something. <laughs> I thought he would have also been doing a little more now. I thought we would he would have beaten Lesnar by now. Yeah, not gonna happen. Though. <laughs> Unfortunately. I, I, my yeah, like Lesnar has actually been probably one of the MVPs. NXT, this is what I don't understand. You wait for Brock Lesnar, who's a champion. There's no other world champs there to leave the arena, and then you go after the roster. You don't even go after the big names. Randy Orton's nowhere to be found. He clearly doesn't care about NXT invading. Drew McIntyre clearly doesn't care. So you're left with NXT facing off against all the mid carters and they're trying to make them a big deal. If you want to be a big deal, go after Randy Orton. Make it look like the Nexus thing. Go attack Orton. Go attack anyone. Not the, like, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryders of the world. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought when NXT was first invading Survivor Series, I 100% thought that the Undisputed Era was going to be involved in the 5-on-5. I thought it was going to be, like, Team Undisputed Era, which is all of them. And then you could add Finn Balor. So that's five. <laughs> And then you would have, I guess, yeah, Raw or whoever, like Rollins, Orton, like like a team like that. I think if you, have, if you had to make like a solid prediction now, I think Cole and Rollins are going to face each other or, or uh, headline. Captain uh, their teams because you're looking at like, yeah, it's Lesnar well, and Ray and then no one knows what the feed is. I'm, I'm trying to think. So if Raw if sent out a message with that Seth Rollins promo – it's looking like we're getting uh, Jokic, or what's his name, Djokovic, whatever, the guy on NXT, Adam Cole, maybe Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and someone else, and then you could have Seth Rollins with the OC. They they <laughs> came point. out they came out and helped, so you maybe have Seth, the OC, that's four, and Roman, and yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe like a Cedric or. Yeah, then you can add one of the mid-card guys in. Yeah. Because you so, have all the established yeah. guys. I'm like, okay, we'll give you the chance to shine. You know what I'd like to see, and they've hinted on it on Twitter, Roman Reigns and Tommaso Ciampa. It's a weird pairing. It I'd, is, I'd but it. I'd be into that. So, What's Randy going to do? <laughs> that's a, that's always the question. Survivor Series comes around. Yeah, no, I know. It's a, big, it's a big team SmackDown. SmackDown gets the win. Is he on Raw or SmackDown? He's on Raw. Oh, yeah, Seth can use that out yeah. there. Future considerations, imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like, I want to see Randy. It's just he's been doing it for so long, captaining a Survivor Series team and always winning. So I just want to see him. When I think of Survivor Series, I think of Randy Orton. That's the guy that. Let's go. That's the guy I think of, Randy Orton. So it's his pay-per-view. If I'm Vince or Triple H, you have all these young, gunning NXT guys. Like you just said, why don't they attack Randy Orton, make a name for themselves like a – Gargano or a Chomp, but just attack Orton, and that's where it starts. I'm just waiting for Triple H to insert himself on Team NXT and get the win for the team. Take a seat. Just like he did, I just like this. he did two years ago. Yeah. Fucking guy on Raw. Angle came the last eliminated. Get out of here. <laughs> Fucking idiot. No, wait. No, who won it? No, it was Strowman and Triple H for the final two. Don't I think choked him out in that weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Eliminated Kurt Angle. Put pedigree Kurt Angle and Kurt got eliminated. You know who the last one on Team SmackDown was that year? Shane. Shane McMahon. Yeah. Was that three years in a row? He's been on. Because uh, they hint, they fucking hinted at Triple H helping Shane, and then pedigree, and he got the final pin like an idiot. How does Triple H get a final pin? That's a feud that they should have just ran with Shane and Triple H. Get them far away from Drew McIntyre, The Miz, and Kevin Owens. Just get this out of the way now. What the hell is The Miz doing? Nothing. What is he doing? Nothing. <laughs> that like even guys like Shinsuke. There's, nothing. There's your SmackDown team. It's your IC champ. I would like to see that triple threat, assuming that plays out. Shinsuke, AJ, and uh, Rod, uh, Rodney. Oh my God! We'll see though. I don't I know. Think he's losing that title. AJ's yes. winning. AJ's winning that one. I don't even care if it's like all three of them. <laughs> like even last year when they had Nakamura versus Rollins, remember that? And we're like, yeah, Nakamura needs the win here. And uh, no problem for Seth. Yeah, no. Seth. <laughs> Seth with ease won that one. <laughs> Fucking guy. That mean that match last year made no sense because that yeah. was fresh off the Dean heel turn. And it's like, okay, yeah, fuck Dean, you're not doing shit. We're gonna have the two mid card. T- 
guys face each other. Then that's when Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy were supposed to have like this big feud, and yeah, the no. match ended in like a DQ in the first ten seconds. <laughs> just very underwhelming stuff. I hope they really don't like fuck this up because just adding all the NXT guys just makes it must watch TV. It's very exciting this time around. It is. It's unpredictable for once. Like, yes. uh, let, let alone the segment on Raw with Baszler and Lynch. That was. That was awesome. It's probably the highlight uh, highlight of the show for me. Yeah, probably. Which is very intense, and you believe both of them. So now I'm excited to see the match. I mean, like I don't blame Becky. She's had the one of the hottest runs ever. So yeah, having you know all what? that, having that bravado and that confidence, it makes sense. But Shayna should, if not, have more confidence than Becky going into say, it. Uh, I could argue the same thing with Shayna. You can yeah. argue that she's been hotter for double the time. I think she has been hotter. That's why I think she's gonna. She's the more confident one of the two. And people are like, "Wow, really? She's an NXT champ." It's like, oh, if you haven't followed her, go follow her the last two years. <laughs> You she know, hasn't lost. <laughs> Bailey's been buzzing too recently, so uh, this should look like a stack card by the end of it. The only thing that really upsets me is uh, if there's like no room for like Charlotte and Sasha on like a show like this. Oh, oh too bad. Be, yeah, and they'll be in the tag match for sure. Yeah, they'll probably be in the <laughs> five on five. How many matches do you think they're gonna have though with the five on five? Because those take up a lot of time. I don't know if they'll do a tag one this year. Yeah. I don't think. That, I don't think so. Five men's no, they have no. They have the triple threat. That's probably it. They'll you know, sometimes they'll do that though. Yeah, they could. The it's a four-hour show, too. With that one-hour pre-show. Yeah, so five hours. <laughs> I feel like they should put more importance on, the on like, the main tag team. So, like, if you're going to do a five-on-five, five, you could add the OC, and you could add maybe the New Day for SmackDown, and those are, like, the two tag teams in the five-on-five. Five. Don't, do don't do a whole five-on-five five just for tag teams. I wouldn't oh, do yeah, it. They saw that live. Disaster. Everyone around. It's a clustering. Or have one match. representative from each team. And you can all stand on the outside. Lumberjack match. The one thing I loved, though, when we went to watch that was when the New Day got eliminated, like, first. I was like, oh. Okay. Now we don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun time. But hopefully uh, with Survivor Series, uh, it's going to be exciting. I hope Seth Rollins is not involved in, like, the main event because he has been all year. Just kind of, I think, relax with them for now. Just and burn it down. Yes. And then maybe uh, sometime down the line, we got to start talking about Royal Rumble. Ooh. One more month. Which is going to be exciting. The start uh, of the season. I'm going to call it now just for shits. I'll probably I'll say Brock wins the Royal Rumble. Oh. I say The Rock. <laughs> Who's <Or injured>? Roman. <laughs> Not Roman. Please, no. Roman, and then he says, I don't want the world title match. I want to face The Rock. That's a waste of a Rumble win. Exactly. Just like the last five years. <laughs> I'll give you a prediction. Sami Zayn lasts five seconds. Oh, gets eliminated by Goldberg. You know who he gets eliminated by? Kevin Owens. Oh. Fuck. I like it. And that's where you start your WrestleMania feud. Because they're both doing nothing. <laughs> Goldberg come out, get eliminated by Matt Riddle. Oh, he doesn't see that. him coming. He's just on the ground, takes him out, and just laughs. Watch, like, watch. You, bro. you know what's funny? I could see that happening. Matt Riddle coming out and being like, getting the most eliminations. I could see it. I want to see how this Survivor Series plays over because if it's a big hit with NXT, I feel like you can see like, it'll be half NXT in the Rumble and then half main roster. Yeah, and then that'll be a whole new. That would be awesome, the, though. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like you the, have to earn your spot in the Rumble. You won't get these mid card randoms in there. They just the, got thrown out. For the first time, you know, you get all these star-studded. I can't even make it a 40-man Look at them. I don't know. It's get, just... get a 10 legends in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they should cut it down to, like, three. Yeah. Not 10. Or I don't just don't want... The only thing I hate when they do at the Royal Rumble is when they announce who's in it. I don't want to... Don't announce anyone. Let me be The surprised. element of surprise yeah. is dead now. We'll it's put dead. Up a card with, yeah. with like 23 people showing. No, but like it's, getting, it's getting to the point where I don't want to see a surprise entrant anymore. Like the roster's great with what it is. Like if there is maybe two surprises, great. But like I don't want more than like four or five surprise entrants. But then when they show the graphics, like, oh, okay, they're at 24. Okay, I know who's coming out next. Like <laughs> don't tell me who's in the match. Yeah, exactly. Until, yeah. Like, even if they're all Raw, SmackDown, NXT, like just don't even see who's in it. Oh, my God. Please, comes out, comes from out. 24 on, can there not be anyone that's, like, shit, please? Because, like, you'll get, like, like in the past, Rey Mysterio at 30. Like, come on. Like, Roman I Reigns love Rey. 30. I love, no, like, at the time. Like, Rey at that time was just, like, why at 30? Like, I think one year was just, 
It was like Titus O'Neil at 25. Big Show was 30, I think, that year. Jinder at 26, like Goldust at 27, R-Truth 28. Oh, and then Roman Reigns. At, like, don't fucking do that. Man. Yeah, don't. Like, <laughs> for, the, for the last five, six <laughs> spots, you got to make them, like, either one of the hottest faces or, like, a top heel. Because just the last part of the Rumble is where you gen- you should generate the most interest. <laughs> so if, if a guy like a Titus is coming out at 26, it's like... It's a waste. You know, he's not winning. Like if fuck? you're selling me the fact that Titus O'Neil's going to go in there and throw fucking Dolph Ziggler and The Miz and all these guys <laughs> to main event the biggest show of the year, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, Use we are – we're fans. We're watching and we're always going to be, like, optimistic. But we're not dumb. Like, this guy's not winning anything. Nice to see him. The Maharaja return. No, please not. No. He's been out. It's time for a comeback. Don't hinder Jinder anymore. 3MB reunion. Let's do it. Now's the time. I don't know what Heath's doing, but he's around. Yeah, he's got kids. <laughs> 3MB reunion will pull in the merch, get those kids a pool. It really would, though. <laughs> I think it would, too, actually, with Drew and, Bring back and that Ginger. Shirt. I'd buy that shirt. I'd probably wear it to this podcast. The three-man band. <laughs> Who would you have? And you know what you'd have a lead at? Heath Slater. Yeah. <laughs> not the other two. Not the, not the former WWE champion. Not Ironically, Heath yeah, Slater. Heath Slater didn't get released enough to go around to Impact Wrestling. He's been there yeah, for, he, since all that time. Drew had to come back, go through NXT, gender. Same thing. It's Heath's show. It's Heath's show. It is. He had that moment with Brock that Drew never did. I don't <laughs> give a shit about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he had that great run in 2016 with Rhino. Everyone was behind Heath oh, Slater man. at that time. That was pretty fun. But. That's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're probably going to talk more about uh, the build to Survivor Series. Talk probably more about Bebe, Adam Cole, um, Matt Riddle, Velveteen, all those guys. But thanks for watching. Make sure to comment, like, subscribe, do all those things. We're done. Boom. This Saturday.